It's week three of being confined to our quarters, and quick update, all systems are functioning properly with low-risk power surges. The mortality rate is about 5%, with the infection rate close to 60%. But the good news is, I found a really good game in the new addition to our catalog. It's called Pokemon. It's an amazingly fun adventure that can help this situation if something you We interrupt this scheduled broadcast for a breaking news update from the Sticky Buttons podcast. Yo, yo, yo. What is up, you guys? This is the Sticky Buttons podcast, and this is your host, Brandon. And this is Blake. What's going on? We're coming at you with a new episode. Episode... 23 23 sorry we get a little lost in there with with the episodes it's not going to happen season two i promise (laughs) yeah this is the the first one we're recording since we noticed that we didn't post episode 18 so you'll probably see it in our backlog it's probably just going to go episode 17 episode 19 20 and then episode 18 once we once we get them all up there yeah, we we promise we're not trying to play tricks with you guys. We just <laughs> we just made made a mistake. It happens. The lost audio files. I think that's what I'm going to name it. The lost audio files. We're going to have a collection of those by the time <laughs> we're like on season five. And we're going to drop them on you guys. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I'm dude. I just gotta say, man, I'm super stoked for today. It's super spring vibes out here. I'm feeling good. The pollen definitely got to me a little bit today. I uh, forgot to take my allergy meds, but I got got that later in the day, and I'm back out here, clear nose, clear throat, clear eyes. I'm ready oh, to yeah. do it. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. I know that the allergies have been doing a number on you out there, but I don't know. I mean, I've never really had an allergy season out there in New York. Um, I'm out in in Delaware right now. So once I get back to the urban jungle, see how much pollen's out there. Definitely a lot less pollen. Yeah. There's not that many trees. Fun fact about trees in New York, though. If you didn't know, there are more trees in New York than the population of any urban area outside of New York in the United States. Really? Like, there are more trees than the population of Michigan. No. So like there are more, yeah, like Detroit Detroit or Chicago. So yeah, there's like more trees in New York than the population of any other metropolitan area in the United States. Wow. That's actually crazy when you think about it, because the city is not that big. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that's including all five boroughs. All five boroughs. and I'm assuming. I don't know. I I heard this from a secondhand source. So maybe this... (laughs) Who knows? Maybe that's complete hard. Maybe that's complete bogus. Are these credible sources, Blake? It was my girlfriend. She, I don't know. One day we were walking, getting some bagels, and I was like, "There's just not enough trees in this city," and I was in, I was in a mood. And she was sometimes. And she's like, "Well, actually, there's more trees in New York City than the people in any other city." And I was like, "Oh, wow! I didn't know that." So if she's wrong, I'm wrong. And I believe it. I believe it. I feel like that's like a card the city could always pull. Like, yeah, we're a city, but we have more trees here than any other populated area in the United States. Yeah, man. Honestly, sometimes I forget just how big New York City is. Like on my train out of the city this time, I like looked out at the window and I was like, oh, oh, yeah, she's big. She's thick. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. I definitely just being here my whole life, I'm kind of like have a blind spot for the sheer size and population that actually exists within the confines of the city. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. It just shows you just how, you know, how small your world can be, but also how big it can be at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it's really cool. Like it's definitely awesome to live in New York city. I, I was talking to my dad today and he just went and visited him and my mom went and visited my sister at oh, Michigan tech over the Easter holiday. And I'm sorry, dude. I just um, so where I'm at right now, I'm like in front of a window, in front of my girlfriend's neighborhood, and I got I got moved. I got moved from the sunroom to another room. I can like see the road. I can see like suburban America, and there's this this dude walking by, and like definitely in his fifties, 
had like huge headphones on and he was just like living his life walking um walking by in like a golf shirt tucked into some sweatpants and uh was just walking by and started he like stopped in front of the house and like was drinking some water and then just kept walking you, you had me at the dress shirt tucked into the sweatpants like oh i mean he's a golf shirt but still he's looking goofy he has a golf shirt he's he's cozy sounds cozy yeah man i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say he was checking out the flowers but then my girlfriend's mom just came up in driveway so i think he might have been stopping for something else mm. well the drama of <laughs> of what is this called? the cul-de-sac the cul-de-sac dramas the cul-de-sac dramas it sounds like a tv show it might be it might, it might just be. be anyways what was i saying oh i was saying that my dad and mom they just went and visited my sister and <laughs> they sent me a picture and i was talking to my dad about it today they saw a snowy owl out there Ooh. in michigan and that that's was, rare like that's pretty cool that they they went and did that so my dad's a big bird watcher and I guess on the Audubon Society of Michigan. Oh wow. They were saying like counties that have higher populations of snowy owls and they like went and drove through them. And that's pretty cool. And I just got jealous and I was like, man, I yeah, I see a snowy too. owl. Dude, I love I love just like being inside. You know, it's it's a late night and all of a sudden you hear you hear like an owl just mm-hmm. That's so majestic. They're such a majestic beings. Like I, I, I have not heard that in New York City. But have you heard that in the city? No, never in Manhattan. Only in Queens. Mm. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Are you sure it wasn't a pigeon? Because they no, kind of make it sound like that. Definitely wasn't a pigeon. It was the owl. I, I mean, I don't know why I rolled my tongue so much doing that, but it was, <laughs> it was definitely an owl. It was like the who kind of. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I definitely. We had some owls in my neighborhood growing up because we would like I lived on a lake and we would sometimes we'd find those like pellets, the owl pellets on the beach. And the owl pellets. Where are, is that like their dung? Oh, dude. Do you, do you know what owl pellets are? No. Oh, bro. Well, I got to inform you, you city slicker. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, when an owl eats something, like let's say an owl ate a mouse, it doesn't have the stomach or its stomach does not have the capacity to digest the bones and the pelt. So it like inside its stomach, it creates like a ball of stuff that it can't digest. Yeah. And it throws it up in a little pellet. Oh, and that's shit. what an owl pellet is. That's so cool. Yeah. I used to, I mean, we'd find them on the beach and we'd like dissect them. Um, and my parents would always tell me about it. Like, well, like see the fish scales, like this owl must've eaten a fish. And I was like, Oh wow. That's so cool. That is really cool, man. Owl pellets. I went to a, a camp one time, like at a botanical garden, like a summer camp, and they like gave us an owl pellet to dissect. And I think it was like a bowl that was in mine. It was like a little skull. Oh wow! How big are they? Like they're you keep doing like that. They're they're probably an inch or two big, and like half an inch wide, and it's like okay. a circle kind of pellet thing. You can Google it. I mean, they're. I'm gonna go oh. real quick. That way you know if you see one what they look like. You can buy them too. Just buy a shit ton of owl pellets. Yeah. I guess they're pretty common for like school experiments. They look like charcoal. Like you could put them in the grill to get get a fire going. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the, the more you know. <laughs> Biology corner from the Sticky Buns podcast. <laughs> We're always coming at them with new segments. <laughs> so anyways, man, what have you been up to on the video game front? What have you been playing? Man, I've been on Pokemon Shield the most recently. Still trying to work through that list. Playing through the league. I'm about to scrabble. I mean, I'm about to scrap with Chairman Rose. Sorry. We're, we're going to have a serious battle. So. Throw down. Throw hands. Is this the... Yeah. This isn't when you fight your... His secretary is it? This is like after, like before you, before you take on the big, the big guns. I think this is after, yeah. Because I, I had to. The last thing I remember doing is searching for the referees. It was. I thought that was really funny when the referees oh. like scatter in the town center, mm-hmm. and they're just hiding in that uh, around that waterfall. 
it was really silly but i i had a good time doing that just like finding them battling them and then finally i got to go to the tower so is that the part that you were talking about yeah the battle tower part's really cool you actually honestly you get you battle so many people dude in in that like the quest to get get to the end you battle so many people and you get so much xp for that that's good because i have a trampa on my team right Mm -hmm. now and i'm trying to level him up he's a he's a really cool dragon and ghost type i really shouldn't be giving this up because we're probably gonna have a battle soon but my whole team right now is all dragon types mainly i have like four out of six dragon types yeah, dude, we should definitely, as soon as we get some capture cards, we should do a battle. Honestly, we could do a battle just for us, just to hang out. Yeah, a good ice beam will take down my whole team. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't really, I don't really use too many ice types, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do that. I, dude, I actually, man, straight up, I, I'm at a point that I realized that I have too many XP candies and I just got to start putting them to some, putting them to some Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I mean, like, it's kind of weird, like, because I have so many that it's like, I could really, like, all the Pokemon that I want, I could really get them to level 100. And I think I'm just going to do that because I really just need to, to get on it, honestly. Because there's yeah. some, I'm, because, like, what I try to do, the system that I just developed, like, a couple of days ago, I was like, if I have them on my team until they get to, like, level 50. And then I'll take them from like level 50 to level 70 using candies. And then I'll do candies and then, or then then they're like level 70 and then I'll have them battle level 60 people until they're like level 80. And then I'll do candies the rest of the way. And then the last five levels, 95 and up, those are all rare candies. Yeah. How many rare candies do you have? That's, those are pretty hard to collect. Well, I had, so the rare candies are the the least i have the least amount of rare candies out of all the xp candies that i have okay and i has of to well actually i think i have like 80 now 80 rare candies but i had over 90 dude what <laughs> what i know dude i haven't i haven't used like any of them yeah i was expecting you to say maybe like 8 10 you have 80 i have over 80 i had over 90 today i, I Picked some of them up to level 100, man. That's insane. Well, so here's the thing, though. So I, it's kind of a good thing that I've been saving them because in the Crown Tundra, you get the chance to battle and catch legendary Pokemon. And they're all at 70, level 70. So if you want to take those up to level 100, I mean, yeah. yeah. But I also, I've recently, um, dude, honestly, you need to get the DLC after after you after you beat this game because the dlc is probably honestly i've had more fun with the dlc than the game at this point really straight up i mean i don't know it's hard to say because those gym battles are just so fun but i've had i have had i've been having so much fun and there's so much to do and i just recently got the grass starter from the aloha region which is the aloha region which is like um, the owl Decidueye is the last evolution. I I remember that one. I'll look it up. It's a grass and ghost type, I believe. No way. The final evolution. Yeah, that's a cool one. That's a cool a cool starter. Rowlet, right? Rowlet is yeah. Rowlet is the baby version, as I like to call them. Mm-hmm, the baby version, yeah. So I just got a Rowlet, and I have a Litten that I got from Wonder Trading. So. Man, I like so basically you in order to get the starter based on the or the Aloha the Aloha Aloha starter, you have to collect a hundred diglets. You don't have to catch a hundred diglets. Like you meet a guy and he basically says, Hey, like I've I've lost 151 diglets. <laughs> Can you help me find them? And basically you just find them on the ground and return them to him. You just like click on their heads and they're kind of just like it's just like the hairs kind of popping up. Like they're pretty easy to see. And after you collect a hundred of them, you get your Dialoa starter, which I had no idea. Like I've kind of just been going along and like every like five or 10 that you collect, like he'll give you one. Yeah. And that's been really cool. That's how I got my, the, the ice, the ice nine tails. And 
I got another really cool one that I'm blanking on what it's called. It's the guy with the bone. It's got like the torches. Cubone Marowak. Yeah, Marowak. I got the alone version of Alola Marowak. Yeah, and then yeah, it's really so cool, man. The I'm just like blown away by these. That that throws me back to like a Pokemon episode with uh Cubone who mm-hmm. lost its mom, who was a Marowak. It was such a sad episode. But they I find really, each other? Yeah, they did. I really love that those those Pokemon. They're so such a cool concept. Oh man, you gotta do it then. You gotta you gotta get this this DLC because there's a a storyline that you help hop with that is very similar. Really? And I know that in the Alolan region, there's a different version of the Marowak, which I believe is a ghost type as well. And it looks yeah. so cool. With that's like the one the, I got. That's the one you have. You have the ghost one. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. sick. I'm about to I'm about to train him up so that I can use him for... Because uh, he has a move that like hits a couple times in a row so that yeah. I can take on G-Max Pokemon, take the shield down. That's smart because then you'll just... You'll take the shield down and like, what, like at least two of those... Well, so I I think that I actually have a double kick on one of my Pokemon. I think it takes, it does one, or one of the, the first hit takes away a shield and then it does it to its health, so. Okay, so even, even if there's like, you're going to get the shield, but they're not going to let you take the whole shield down. They're just applied to the like regular to health. health. Yeah, so I was in okay. a battle the other day where I, he still had like three shields left. Yeah, a raid battle the other day. We had like three, yeah, three shields left, and then it just like we took its health down enough to where it just like restarted the shields, to where it like yeah. got down to that next bracket. Yeah, man, you really got to check it out. It is it is incredible, and I'm I'm over I'm almost 220 hours in. 220 hours in. That's and I nuts. I beat the game in under 100. So that so means that I've spent more time playing the DLC at this point. Okay. That's yeah. that speaks to it as well. I think that speaks to like just how much after having beaten the whole game, and I think you did post credits already, right? Like you yeah. went mm-hmm. after beating the whole game, after doing post credits, still going strong DLC. So yeah, man, be- and there's so much to do. Like I, I think they have like forty some Pokemon that are legendaries. I think they have like forty some legendary Pokemon that you can catch, and I think a box is like twenty five or something like that. So. I'm really, I'm really coming at it, dude. Also with the wonder trades, <laughs> I've been getting some, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I've been getting shiny Pokemon that are like maxed out, maxed IVs, like level hundred. And it's just kind of funny because they, it'll be, I'm like, oh, like I would totally use this. And then it has like a name where it's like Pokey Pokemon, something, something Pokemon UK.net or, or whatever. And it's just like trying to like draw people to their website. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's kind of funny, but I've gotten a couple. I might, I might, uh, if I have enough, I might just use all of those on like a, on a battle or something. <laughs> might as well. Yeah. But I'm having a good time with it. I'm, I'm actually, dude, I've gotten to a point where I'm starting to wonder if I've, I've actually gotten to a point where I'm like, I'm starting to need battle points, which like, well, I don't know. I'm, I don't really want to get into it, but it's like if you're going to do anything competitively, you really got to have the battle points in order to be able to buy useful items. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm like, I'm like, do I? I'm like, I don't know if I really want to commit to that because that's a lot. But a lot of time. It's a lot of time trying to do all that. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, man. You got to give Breath of the Wild some love, man. I, I got to figure out what goes on there. Oh, dude, we got to get back on that. Yeah. Seriously. So, so here's the thing. Here's one of the reasons why I've been playing so much Pokemon. I'm still at my girlfriend's house or her parents' house. And it's really easy to like throw on one of those like legendary Pokemon raids, just like in the handheld on Switch while we're like watching the Great British Bake Off. Or if it's like, hey, like I'm going to go do something for 45 minutes. It's like a great way to just like be like, okay, like I'll just play this for 30 minutes. Right. So that's one of the the reasons that it's like super digestible. And like today, like I got up a little bit or I was woken up a little bit earlier than my, than I normally would get up. And I had like 20 minutes to spare after getting ready for work. And I was like, I'll play Pokemon until I'm ready. And I just put Pokemon until 8.58 and hopped on the clock. 
Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of like being a little kid and like having Pokemon Heart Gold and knowing that I had to get on the school bus at like 8.30, but I would get up early, eat my bowl of cereal real quick. I loved cereal as a kid because it was such a quick like mm-hmm. breakfast and then I could do whatever I wanted to do before school. And it would often be just Pokemon until the very last minute. And yeah, that, that gives me so much nostalgia just doing that, just playing Pokemon until the very last minute. Yeah, man. I, that's, that really feels like the whole vibe that I'm in right now. <laughs> I'm about it, dude. I really, honestly, I need to show some other titles some love because I, like, I have that, I have my emulator with me. And I'm playing through playing through some older games, which I actually I want to talk to you about, man. I think on uh, I think it was the episode 21 take two. I talked about how I got that new controller, like the SNES controller that has the joysticks. Yeah. Honestly, it's great, dude. I've been playing everything with that. It works so well. I couldn't recommend it enough. But it has inspired me to to start playing some old games. Like I started playing. I took your lead, man. I started playing Super Metroid, which which is pretty cool. How far did you get into it? Um, when um, you did the SNES class not game? more than three hours in. Oh wow! So you're you actually like really put some time in. A, di- a fair amount of time. It was pretty easy to, you know, give it give it some love. Yeah, man. I just played it one morning and I was like, wow, I really sunk like two hours into this, and I was like, I can't even believe that I did. And I was like, that's crazy. Honestly, man, it's so fun, dude. Right. I'm having a blast with that. I think that's a game that like transcends. Like, it's one of those titles where it doesn't matter if it's it looks kind of eight bit. It's it's really good, dude. I don't even think it does look eight bit though. That's kind of what I wanted to to bring up with you about this. So I'm playing that Super Metroid and the SNES Zelda: A Link to the Past, and man, seriously, like I've like my like view on like playing old games is like totally flipped. Like I used to be of the mindset that I was like, why even bother playing them? They're just going to look like crap and they're not going to feel good. And dude, these games like, so these are both available on the SNES. You can get them for quote unquote free. If you pay for, if you pay for Nintendo online. So both me and Brandon pay for Nintendo online. So we can like have the online features. And these are just like added bonuses. And you can stream these games um, through them. And man, dude, I'm like seriously enjoying it. They're they're so crisp. And I like would never play these. Like I would never go out of my way to, to play them. Like I even have an emulator that will run both of them. And I was just like, I mean, at the time I was like, why do I even need to put it on there? I got it on the Switch. But if if I didn't have the Switch, like I probably would not have gone out of my way to find a ROM download it and put it on my emulator because i was like these games are just too old and man i i feel like i've gone a complete 180 on this like they feel so crisp you totally know what's going on like yeah they're just fun they're just fun to play and it honestly it's kind of funny i'm i'm having to to really think and really like almost relearn how i'm playing because like in both of them i had to like i'm like i don't know what to do next and i literally had to look it up online and then I was like, oh, of course. Like there was one enemy in A Link to the Past that I was like, I just can't seem to take him down every time I go up to him. And I even like got to the point where I got the new weapon for that level and I still couldn't take him down. And then it was like, hey, all you have to do is pick up this flower pot that's on the ground and hit him with the flower pot and he's done. And I was like, of course, because you can pick up the flower pots. And I was yeah. just like, I had totally forgotten that you could do that. Like it, like something that you could do in the house, like when you wake up is like the yeah. first minute of the game. And I was just like, oh, that's really crazy. And like with the Super Metroid, and like I just took down like the, like I had to battle my first boss, took him down. And I'm, I was about it, dude. Like it was just so fun and seamless. And the getting health and getting the missiles is like, it's so fun. But like with Super Metroid, I don't know, maybe it's like a colorblind thing that I like couldn't see. But I was like, how would I ever know that I have to shoot miss three missiles at a door in order to open it? I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, how would I how would I have known to do that? But 
Because I think because I think when you hit it with the missile, it like does it flash blue? Yeah, like I'm pretty sure it gives you an indicator that you you're working towards it. Yeah, like, and I, I like it, it kind of looked a little bit grayscale for me, and I was like, it's like, is that something or is it not something? So I, I wasn't quite sure, but I mean, after I looked it up online, I was like, yeah, of course, and that's it. It just made sense. That's an interesting phenomenon, though. I, I think it might have something to do with just like the design of the game mm-hmm. and and how we design games today to be like more accessible. Yeah, like just a little more friendly intuitive. to the. Yeah, just a little more intuitive, maybe just more friendly. Like, you know, they don't want to make it too hard. They want to make it really playable. Whereas, like the younger games, it's like honestly, they could care less how how playable it was. Like, there's just different marketing. Not even like saying it has something to do with marketing. It's just like the design of the game is a lot more different on older games and newer games. That's something I notice as well. It's like they're typically they're a little more difficult. I find them to be a little more difficult. And I wonder why that is. That's an interesting. The older games, though. yeah, yeah, I yeah. That's kind of I've I've been realizing that too. That I'm like, wow, these are actually a little bit tricky, and it had nothing to do with like how it plays or anything like that. It's it's like how it's designed, really. Yeah. So, but I mean, like, there are some things like I think that this is different than like, for example, I'm playing the original Pokemon Red, and like that does not have like your pokemon does not have a special defense and a def or a special attack and a special defense like they're not separate it's just one special stat so if you're a tank you also do like if you do really good damage you're also a tank so it's like they're one and of the same yeah and i think something like that is different than it being like for example like having to use them to find and use the move cut to cut down a tree where like that is a design thing to where like you have to use the HM to cut a tree, whereas the game just has a different stat. Like, do you does that make sense what I'm saying? Is that a good analogy? Yeah, I think so. Thank you. <laughs> do you I mean, do you have anything to add on that? Like a I guess do you have a better example? Does something like come to mind that's a better example? Not at the moment. I yeah, I, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to describe. I guess, I guess, honestly, like if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to know what they're talking about, you just play an old game, preferably on an SNES one on the Switch that you don't have to pay extra for. But honestly, I think it's like 20 bucks is to get the Nintendo online. So if you have a game that supports online play and you're like, I want to check that out, like it's totally worth 20 bucks for that reason. That's also like you get the SNES and NES games as well. Yeah, those are some, there are some real gems there. Just exploring a lot of those old titles will also give you ideas of new titles that you might want to check out yeah yeah absolutely i'm really enjoying both of the both of these that i'm playing the super metroid and the link to the past and they're like totally different genres and i actually i think it's really interesting because a link to the past is kind of like a top-down 2d game and so is hyper light drifter which man, I am just loving that too. I haven't played that as well. Yeah, man, I really want to talk talk some more about that. But like, also like, a link to the past, like a top down game, and Super Metroid. I guess it people call like it's like a whole genre called like Metroids or like Metroidvanias. I don't really, I don't really know what that is. But I guess like to me, I would just describe this as like a like a side scroller kind of game. But I guess like if Mario is a side scroller where you have to like, it actually moves it. I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I definitely know what you're saying. And I think it. Is that the difference? I'm not too sure about that, but I would definitely agree with you on it being a side scroller. Well, cause I guess maybe we just haven't hit that point yet, but I feel like they're like, so I've like listened to some podcasts of like people that like work at like IGN or like, I don't know really what they're called or like some other like, some other big publishers. I think the podcast that I'm thinking of is called Triple Click. And one of the people on there, they really like Super Metroid. And I think that she calls that game a Metroid. So I guess I don't really know what the difference is from a Metroid. I guess I really don't know what like makes that up. Maybe it's, yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll have to figure that out. But so, but it kind of feels like, I mean, like you're moving through and you're like taking on enemies. And like it's 2D, but it's not top down. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like Call of Duty is like 3D because you're like, or like, for example, in Pokemon Sword and Shield, when you're moving on along Route 5, that's a top-down. 2D because only because one joystick controls your movements. And then when you're in the open areas or in the wild areas, that's like 3D because you can use both the joysticks. Yeah. So, but yeah, so anyways, I mean, they're both totally different genres and I'm, I'm just like, I guess seeing the roots of that genre, which is really cool. And I'm, I'm like making connections that I didn't really, didn't really know were there. So that's really cool. Like what, what kind of connections? Just kind of like with the design, like I'm kind of seeing the inspiration, like, especially for hyper light drifter, like I'm definitely seeing the inspiration in that as like from like a link to the past which it might not be like directly from that game because i think there are other games like that but kind of like the you move through an area well here's the thing here's what's here i guess here's what's different i guess this is a good example with a link to the past it's like a top-down rpg right. i'm going through it and i have to get i have to complete my next objective in order to move forward like it's very linear it's like, I have to do this one thing in order to get through. With Hyperlight Drifter, it's kind of op- like once you get to a certain point, it's open. And I just kind of got into an area and I was like, I don't really know what to do next. I can't really move forward. I can't really, I don't remember where. So like, here's the thing. Actually, I'll get into it later. But basically, I don't really, I didn't know where to go. And then I was like, I wonder if I can just go the completely opposite way from the starting area. Cause there's like a starting area where you can upgrade your weapons. And I totally just went the other way and I was able to find like a whole new area of things that I haven't done yet. And I was like, wow, like, of course, like that's so cool. So it's like, it's more open as opposed to like, you have to get, I mean, maybe I'm just haven't gotten far enough into a link to the past to get to that open part. Cause like I said, it's a little bit harder. It's a little bit trickier. Well, I want to hear about what you're playing, man. I want to hear about animal crossing Tell me about it, dude. What have you been up to, man? Um, still working, still working through the island, trying to get some more iron ingots. It's such a long task to to get thirty one of those things because every time you break a rock, you can get different things. And it seems like the game just doesn't want me to get my shop. It's it's conspiring. They're conspiring against me. Hey, man. So like, you have to. Is it? Are you just having to spend it on other things, or? No, it's just so hard to find them. them. And I just recently found out how to store things in my house. I have a storage chest in my home mm-hmm. and that's, that's really been helping me store them. Prior to that, I would just hold on to as many as I could in my inventory. And then um, I would end up just using what I had to, so I could have more space. But that was, I mean, that was before I even knew I had to, you know, use these on the shop. So I'm still kind of hesitant on upgrading my house. I can get an extension on my house, but that would mean that I would have to take another loan. And I just don't feel comfortable with taking another loan. I don't have enough save. And enough spells. Trying, trying to save up those bells. Yeah. Save up those bells. I've been thinking about something, Blake, and I want to pick your brain about this. I've been thinking about hmm. maybe getting myself a new switch for just myself because i currently share my switch with everyone else in my house and it would be nice to have my own switch especially now that the new pokemon games are coming on out have a brand new fresh switch yeah dude well i'm glad you glad you brought this to me man you definitely should because i've i mean i also have been thinking about getting a new switch but for different reasons really they're actually it was not announced from Nintendo, but it was like officially quote unquote leaked to Bloomberg that they're going to have a new switch. What would you look at that? The switch pro question mark. So this is basically directly from Bloomberg.com. Nintendo co plans to adopt an upgraded Navita chip, Navita Corp chip with better graphics and processing for the new switch model planned for the year-end shopping season, according to people familiar with the matter. So (laughs) it actually, man, you should totally look up the specs because it's going to be set with an OLED display upgrade, which will make the handheld visuals 4K. 
or oh, K on this. Well, hold on. Actually, I, I take that back. I, I read that wrong. I actually remember here. I remember reading about this now. Sorry. Sorry to get your hopes up. <laughs> the OLED <laughs> display is just for the handheld. So instead of being an LED, it's an OLED, which I guess just means that they're going to be more crisper and more colors. And it's also, so I learned about this because I heard about this and I wish that I had actually learned about this more now so I could tell you guys. But this is the quote from Bloomberg. Reproduce game visuals at 4K quality when plugged into a 4K TV, which means that it's not actually 4K, but they're doing like, from my understanding of it, it's a program that takes the visuals from like 1080p or whatever they are. And they're like, what would they look like if they were in 4K? So it's quote unquote reproducing 4K visuals. So it's basically saying like, this is what 4K, like I, I think that it's like a, an AI system and it's like, it gives them 4K images and 1080p images is, and it can like determine the differences so that it can reproduce a 4K image. Okay. Instead of having it actually be in 4K, which I think from what I understand um, a lot, that's gonna be really important for this next gen in order for like saving space. And that's like one of the solutions that people have come up with. So. Yeah, that's that's really cool that we can just like use technology to somewhat simulate the 4K graphics. Because how often are we really using 4K graphics, even on something like the PS5? Like you still aren't really using 4K that often. And it's, it's yeah, really it taxing. It has to be supported by the game, um, which I think they... So here, so if you were wondering why this doesn't happen... Um, so like, let's say that some developer is making a game that's coming out on the switch, the Xbox and the PlayStation five, they have to, they have to, if they're doing that, they have to develop a game and they have to develop it to where the graphics work in the handheld mode. They have to work when it's put up on the switch on the TV. And then it has to work on both the Xbox and the PlayStation, which have like totally different, like graphics units. So that's essentially in order to get it on the three main consoles, they have to develop a game at four different levels of fidelity or visual quality, you could say. Gotcha. So that's why it's such a challenge. And obviously um, game development is expensive because it's such a long process that something like that is, is really expensive. That's why a lot of things are not necessarily in 4K. And that's and that's one of that's a big argument for PC gamers, but obviously PC gaming is more expensive because for the PC models, it's usually it, it will run up to whatever the high they normally have it set up to where it can run on the highest at whatever the developer has, but it has based on your graphics card on your PC, which you can upgrade. Yeah. But anyways, so it looks like this new switch is gonna come out around the holiday season. And analysts expect the price, or they're speculating about the price. Um, and from Bloomberg, it looks like, quote unquote, $349.99 will still increase the value proposition of this device, which probably doesn't mean anything. Basically, in a paragraph above it, they say that um, this switch will be offered at a higher price than the current model. So I guess I better Scared. save this save this article because we, we were quoting it. I have a fear, man. I have a fear that the scalpers are going to strike again with this new switch. Don't say that, dude. I mean, why wouldn't they? Hmm. Why wouldn't they, man? Brandon, maybe you should just buy, <laughs> uh, buy a new one. Well, honestly, I don't know, dude. Because, I mean, that's, that's a couple months away. So. Yeah, I think I should just sit. Hold my horses for a bit longer. Also try and get my hands on the P5. Man, yesterday I was at a friend's house and I was able to see a P5, play some 2K on it. I'm not going to lie. It looked really, felt that remote felt really good. Seeing 2K on the PS5, it, it was really nice, beautiful graphics. I'm a little bit jealous. I kind of I kind of want to get on a P5 now. Damn, man. Dude, yeah, man. I mean... I I've kind of realized that for me personally, I just want to play so many PS4 games that I missed out on. So that's the headspace that I am with PlayStation. And I just kind of, 
I, I took an honest look at my at my back or of my w- game wish list of games that I want to play, and I'm just wondering if maybe I get the Xbox first because a lot of those games are on Game Pass. A lot of the games you missed out on? No, a lot of the games that I just want to play. And like, So I have like a whole separate list of games that I want to play that are like Sony PlayStation exclusives. And I have like a whole nother list of just games I want to play. And most of the games that I just want to play are on the Game Pass. Okay. So I'm kind of, I'm, I don't know, dude. If I see them, I might just get an Xbox or something. I don't know. I mean, not yeah. that I can get either, but... I'm so I'm so I mean I'm probably gonna get both. Let's be honest here. I'm probably gonna get both at this point. Yeah, man. I don't know, dude. Really, whichever one I can get first, I'm probably just gonna cop. And if I can cop the more expensive one, I'll probably cop the more expensive one. If I can cop the cheaper one, I'll probably cop the cheaper one. I don't know. Whatever you can get your hands on first. I think so. And I don't know if you noticed, but they've been doing these weird bundles online. Have you been seeing those? Yeah, I've been seeing those since they started dropping, and it's so annoying. I'm I'm a little bit annoyed by this. So if you're if you're unaware, they've started in an attempt to, I guess, displace the scalpers. They have been like Best Buy and GameStop. They have been making bundles where it's like a fifty dollar PlayStation gift card with a fifty dollar Best Buy gift card. Plus this game and that game total like $800 for the new console. And it's just like, dude, I don't want to pay 800. Like, I don't really want those things. I just want the console. So it's like they're upcharging it and putting other things on it in the hopes that scalpers won't get it. And I mean, honestly, those things sell out pretty quick too. I mean, they don't sell out as fast because I mean, that completely cuts the profit margin of the scalper. So real people are going for those but I'm not one of them. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people out here are, are, you know, they're thirsty for lack of a better word to get their hands on this next gen. And And I I remember one of the things I was thinking about, is like, yeah. So they're trying to make it the same price as what the scalpers are selling it for by, by making these bundles to where it's like, don't buy from the scalper, buy it, buy it from us and you'll actually get something with it. But yeah, I'm not going to lie, Blake. I've, I've looked at some of those bundles. I have, and I've thought about it, and there I've came up, come across some really silly ones. I don't know if you've heard of this website called Anton Online. Mm-hmm. They sell they sell like furniture and stuff, and they they like try to move these PS fives with like with people, ottomans <laughs> with like futons and stuff. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh, that's <laughs> that's actually really funny. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> This is not that's not bad. I mean furniture is expensive. Get this futon <laughs> to play your PS5 with. <laughs> you know, I, I wonder if it worked though. <laughs> oh, it definitely worked. I'm I'm more than certain it worked. Yeah, because I I would go back to them two days later and they wouldn't be there anymore. People just really want a PS5 and it makes sense. I'm curious to see what it's gonna look like holiday season this time around. Are we are we going to be able to get our hands on it? Are scalpers going to strike again? I feel like scalpers really have to double down now just so that they don't look stupid. You know, they really have to double down, get their hands in as many PS5s as they can and be like, hey, listen, guys, if you want PS5s, you're going to have to, this is how you're going to have to do it. You're just going to have to pay a premium on it. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I guess we're it's really going to come down to the, the supply chain on the chips, which, I mean, I hate to say it, but there are, there are there are other companies that need chips just as bad and probably need them more like the car manufacturers, for example, like they're probably, they're probably more willing to pay extra. For, I mean, I don't know if they're compatible like the same kind of chips, but I know that like the rare earth minerals to make the chips are, are also in kind of high demand as well right now. Yeah. They're so. really hard to, really hard to find. I remember learning in my, one of my computer information systems courses, most of the chips are manufactured in Taiwan Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder how Taiwan is doing right now with, with dealing with the, all of this demand. And also like COVID and all that, yeah. which has totally disrupted the supply chain. You know, also, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how many PS5s and Xboxes were on those ships that had to go around. Yeah, I was, I was just about to mention that. I, I heard there was a bunch 
or at least products that, that need to go into it. But I don't know. I wonder. I wonder how many. <laughs> Definitely a lot. Yeah, dude. Our, our global supply chain has totally been been messed yeah, up. Yeah, it's been hammered. I can speak from experience at Patagonia. Like when it, I just had to tell a customer the other day, like, hey, a lot of our product just hasn't reached the floors. We have uh, blockages at the ports like people stuck in the you have you heard about that i haven't heard that people are stuck at ports you see like the, is this in new york? york i i believe so it's like off the coast of of new york in certain like states there are like ships that bring these huge cargoes and they're like worried that they might be having covid there and they just don't want them to come on land oh to unload yeah damn that's crazy i mean yeah that's kind of nuts but I mean, it's totally reasonable for governments and municipalities to want to do that. But yeah, I mean, it affects everything. So, yeah, I mean, we're at a point now where at least at least for for me personally, and I think you as well, Brandon, I think that we're probably our age group, I think, is allowed to give vaccines in New York City now if we can cop an appointment. But yeah, I mean, have you looked at making an appointment at all? Yeah, have I've been looking on Walgreens trying to get I'm trying to get the Johnson and Johnson and just do one dose and be done with it. I really don't want to have to do two doses. I just don't have the time for it. And also I'm going on a trip soon. So I really need to get vaccinated ASAP. Yeah. I'm probably coming back to the city in a couple of days and I'll just look at that New York.gov vaccination site and see if I can get one in my neighborhood. Because they do it by zip code, don't they? Yeah, they do. A lot of the pharmacies, I know the CVSs, Walgreens and stuff, they, they offer the vaccine. Also a lot of like, I know that City Field, you can get a vaccine appointment at City Field. Where, there's, where's a, there's a lot of sites. City Field is where the Mets play at. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where the Mets play at. What, what borough my team. Man, that reminds me, we got to go to a baseball game. It's been a while since I've seen a baseball game. It'd be nice to go to a Mets game. I was just thinking about the other day. Are they, is baseball. the is the Met Stadium in um, Queens? Queens? Yeah, it's that's, cool. that's it's called the City Field Stadium, and if you've never seen it, you should definitely see it. They had Rolling Loud there recently. It was a pretty crazy event that they had at City Field. That's cool. Um, and then the yeah, New York, the New York events. Yankees Stadium. That's in the is that in the Bronx. Yeah, that's, that's right in across the Bronx. right across from uh, the Heights, right? Yeah, that is. So that yeah, that that would be. That would be in the Bronx, a little bit south of where I'm at, where my neighborhood is. I actually, my neighborhood is kind of tiny. So I'm at the tippy top, tippy top of Manhattan. So we'll see. No, no better place to be, right? Place to be. You can see the trees and the skyscrapers. You have a really nice park around you, man. Uh, I'll give you that. I, I really like that park. And I'm surprised. You, you said you've been there, to like, but you've never been to the Indian Caves. Never been to the Indian Caves. Also, dude, I... Oh man, I discovered something the last time that, so this was, this was like almost a month ago at this point, because it was when I was back in New York. It was like one of the first days that it was like really nice and like kind of warm. Like I'm pretty sure I was in, uh, I was in shorts and a, I'm losing the brand, I'm forgetting the name of the, the snap tea, the fleece snap tea. Cinchilla. Cinchilla, the cinchilla snap tea. Patagonia cinchilla snap tea. I was wearing a cinchilla. <laughs> Cinchilla snap and some shorts. So it was like nice enough to wear shorts, but like I still needed the still needed the cinch. And I found this foot trail and it went all up all along the coast to that. Um, I forget what it's called, but it's basically that runway that runs along the that river that runs next to Manhattan and it runs all the way down down Hudson? the tip of Manhattan. Yeah, like the Hudson River, but it's like is it like the Hudson River Greenway? Is that what it's called? I think there is a, a greenway. I think that's what's it basically like it runs like the whole length of Manhattan and and it's really nice because it's really not that far. Like you can take like a five, 10 minute walk on it and then get off on like the next place where you can get off and you're like 50 blocks down. So it's it's really convenient if you if you live close to that. But I found a foot trail that takes like so there's like a legit path in my neighborhood that I run on and I took that. I found like this foot trail like in some bushes and I've it that led me to the, the greenway. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty dope. You learned a new route. New route, yeah. It was fun, man. I really enjoyed it. I took my board, I was boarding. 
So it was about it. It was a good day. Had my camera, took some shots. That's sick, man. That sounds like a fun time. Yeah, dude, it was great. Well, I just wanted to thank everybody for listening. Like, seriously, thank you so much. Sorry we had that little little mix-up with the audio files. But honestly, I'm not even mad. It's kind of cool. We had some character, you know, it's a little, it's a little just some fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Seriously, we really appreciate you guys. And if you want to see more content, if you want to share the podcast, we are on Instagram at thestickybuttonspod.com, our website, thestickybuttonspod.com. So please. Oh, also, some big news. We're on YouTube now, baby. Oh, yeah. I was so. waiting for that announcement. It's official. <laughs> it's official. Um, you can actually, you can't find us by searching us. So we will put, <laughs> we'll put a link in our description. And if you could yeah. give us a, like, if you could subscribe to us, it would really help out because we can't make a URL on YouTube until we have a hundred subscribers. So gotcha. once get, then, then we'll us. actually be able to shout out your, a URL. So we'll just put a link to our YouTube page. I mean, you might be able to find us by searching the sticky buttons podcast. Um, we have different art than we have on whatever platform you're using. So yeah, check us out there. If you like, if you are somebody that wants to watch our, or listen to our episodes on YouTube, they're there and you know, Keep an eye on that in the future because we'll probably be putting some gameplay up there. Check us out. Check us out on YouTube and get us to 100, guys. That's a goal. That's a goal we have now. So we can just shout out the the YouTube link. Yeah. And also, I guess while we're on this train, we have noticed that about 20% of our listeners listen, listen on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it would mean a lot to us if you just gave us like five stars if you're enjoying the show. And if you want to like write and leave us a review, like we will see it. Um, there aren't too many. So we will, we I mean, we do check those periodically. So if you wanted to like totally do that and like, please reach out to us on Instagram. Like we, we would love to love to talk about some listener questions or anything like that. So. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Peace Thank in the streets. So Peace in the streets. Have a great one. Bye. <laughs>